segundas, primos y primas, and welcome to my primos podcast. My name is Freddy, and with me tonight, I don't have el chicume yet. He's on his way. He's rushing through his Austin downtown streets to get to to the recording. But tonight, we're, I'm actually joined by another special guest. We're going to get to have a great story, great conversation with a great artist that we've been trying to get on the show for a while. She's been very difficult to to you know get her get her time with us and we've got through her you know her manager her husband her her assistants to to get us to talk to her but i'm talking of course uh tonight we have miss dianita seron and dianita uh i'd like you to you know say hi to our listeners and um just kind of tell everybody a little bit about yourself hi uh well thank you so much for having me and for enduring all the chasing <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, well, hi, everyone. I uh, My name is Diana Vargas-Sampieri, although you, like, most of my friends know me as Dianita or Dianita Seron, which is my husband's last name, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess. Um, and I am a fantasy artist. I work traditionally, so that, like, meaning that I, I draw, like, with pencils and oil and paint with oils and acrylics and, you know, your normal paper and stuff. And well, what was the next the next part of the question? <laughs> well, no, I just kind of uh, just introduce yourself, and uh, we're gonna you know get to know you, get to okay. know about you, you coming up, you know how you grew up, what led you to get to art, talk about your craft, and why you choose to do traditional things like that. You know, I'm curious, especially <laughs> nowadays. You know, everything's digital, but we'll get to that. But, sure. uh, you know, Primos, I want to just, of course, uh, have you guys, you know, know that you can subscribe to the show. We're on any of your streaming services. I, there's like a bunch of them now. So we should be out there for everybody. iTunes, Spotify, Google, Pandora. We're all out there. And, of course, you know, you can follow us at My Primos Podcast on social media. And we thank you guys for just following along. So, Diana, <laughs> let's start there. Let's start, you know. The work you do is fantasy, fantasy art. When I'm knowing, when I look at your Instagram feed, I look at your Twitter feed. I see your work. I see like, uh, like fantasy. We're talking like stuff you would see like, maybe like in um, Lord of the Rings kind of stuff. You know, like just fantasy, big. You know, horses, a lot of horses, a lot of you know yes. unicorns. <laughs> so, where did the love for fantasy come from? Starting out, I mean, you're you're from Mexico, no? Like, uh, tell us about your youth. Is that where it started? Uh, okay, kind of, I guess, because um, I don't, I don't have a very specific moment in my childhood where I connected with fantasy per se. So it was, I guess, uh, the first time I saw fantasy was with the last unicorn, which I remember that we were in our older home and. I, I just remember that I was in my little bed watching this creepy movie, yeah. but it had a unicorn. And funny enough, I didn't, f I didn't fall in love with the unicorn. I loved the Red Bull. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I loved that guy. And the, and the skeleton in the, in the gate with the wine. I Those like that image because like... I remember, if you guys don't know The Last Unicorn, it's like, imagine, okay. I'm going to say more well-known would be The Sword in the Stone. Do you remember that at Disney, The Sword in the Stone? I, I didn't watch that. Oh, <laughs> oh see, you're missing out. <laughs> but it's a very uh, hand-drawn animation, very old school. Um, and there's a red bull that I, I dig, too. I dig the bull, the animation for the, the red, like the fire coming off of the bull and, and the battle between the two. So it's very fantastical and hand-drawn. I can see a connection there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and that was, um, I think, the oldest memory I have of a fantasy influence for me. And then, like, maybe when I was 17, a friend of mine introduced me to The Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was, like, a few years prior to the movies coming out. So I was one of the last people like to read the books, like to to eat the books. So I was like, oh my god, this was so good, and my imagination just went crazy with it. So those two influences were really big for me because I didn't grow up like reading comics and 
or um, getting too many books. So I think that it was thanks to some movies, like maybe another kind of fantasy would be like Jurassic Park and all that kind of sci-fi. Well, it's not sci-fi, right? But it's kind of like a very fantastical. I mean, they're, they're still in the same in the same realm, I would say. You know, they're all fantastical. Yes, I have no idea which genre they are. I keep forgetting it. But yes, I loved that movie. I was obsessed with Jurassic Park. But you know, that was around, uh, I think it was in 94, I think. Yeah. Yes. I have so, a big connection with Jurassic Park. I remember it was the first movie that I can remember that my dad took me to watch with him by ourselves. So, oh. así de sorpresa, nada más me acuerdo que he's like, de repente llegamos al cine, I'm like, are, like, why are we here? Like, ¿estás parando para nomás ver el, el negocio o vamos a ir a, a ver una película? Because like, era raro que te llevaran al cine, you know, obvio, pues, yeah. you know, we have a bunch of kids and go to the movies. So I was like, yeah. is he just taking me to look at the building? Because the, <laughs> our, it's funny, because in Culver City, there's a theater, there was a, a theater in L.A., in Culver City called the Culver City Man Theater. And it was very old school theater. And it was in a nicer part of town than when we grew up in. And outside of the building, I had a big mural. And it had a bunch of different, like, um, um, it had like Marilyn Monroe, it had like uh, Steven Spielberg. It had different like, directors, movie stars painted on the side of the wall. And okay. I remember always driving by it and seeing the big thing. Oh, that's a cool movie theater. That's a cool painting. And de repente un día, papá paró, nos llevó, and I went to see Jurassic Park. And I was like, Wow, I love that movie. I have a connection with that movie. I love Jurassic Park. Uh, but no, I see that it's fantasy. It's all, even if it's sci-fi, it's all fantasy. It's all someone's imagination. But yeah, you were saying you didn't have access to a lot of the things like, for example, like my son right now, if he wanted to, he can watch the Lord of the Ring movies. He can even, you know, watch the, the Hobbit and all that. And, and that's their exposure. Yeah. But for you, were you I mean, Mahino, were you reading it in Spanish? Yes. So, do you think se presta ese tipo de historia al idioma español más than English? Like, as far as, like, the fantasy you can build in your head? Because we were all raised with being told stories by our parents and by our family members. Like, you know, like, Walter and Eddie's, you know, their their dad tells haunted crazy stories about La Ciguanaba and El Cadejo and all these things. And you kind of build them up in your head. And mi esposa es mexicana. Y me dice que le contaban del charro negro and all these other cuentos and so i'm yeah. thinking does tolkien translate well to spanish i think it does because um we grew up with the idea of princesses and i think that disney is um maybe priming us for fantasy you know we saw mm. a mermaid we saw a beast and candle can like the, the candelabra like yeah the yeah. Like the guy, but I forgot Gaston? the name. Gaston? No, Gaston's the other guy. No, yeah. it was uh, Lumiere. Lumiere, there you go. Lumiere, you know, and, yeah. and the clock. was like, yeah, we saw that. And then a guy talking about um, elves and gnomes and dwarves and a big old eye and the gods from that, from that world. It wasn't as hard to imagine because everyone, everything is like different kinds of humans, but in different shapes. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad. And when, when it comes to dragons, it's another story because you have to be like, like shown these dragons to, I don't know. Like, I think I think that would be like a, a good thing. Like we we don't have. We don't really have dragons uh, in Mexico. We have serpents and, yeah. like you know, Quetzalcoatl and Kukulkan and all those those yeah, images. Yeah. But we don't have dragons, so also those images are really injected to us with cartoons and with fantasy from other places. Thankfully, we had television and a lot of good shows by then. Not the internet, no. but we had them. So yes, it was. I think, th I think I think que like como dices tú un dragon es algo que alguien te introduces you to they show you this is a dragon right yeah. and so now that is the standard dragon around the world right and so yes. could you imagine if you know in Mexico you're reading this story 
you you basically if you were told you know what, what is it like the hobbit came out what in the 60s i don't know imagine something like that but November. imagine you get handed hey draw me this creature like thing you know and never having seen one what it would actually look like you know it's, it's crazy to think that we're just basing it on someone's original design and yes, going off and, of that. and i think i imagine that if you don't have that image in your head already like established maybe you would think like oh it's a has a serpent uh neck and uh a lizard uh, head and then you grab some elements from your surroundings like you know your everyday lizard outside your in, in your in your yard and maybe uh, an exaggerated body for I don't know maybe a crocodile. crocodile or like the legs of like the guy don't know chick the aguila or the claws of an aguila or like the guy yeah, <laughs> and then we get we got into fantasy it was like Yes, it's just different elements. Just imagining something that is not there, but what if? What that if? is the fun part of that, it. That's the yes. fun part of fantasy. Uh, looks like I have El Chikume joining so today, us now. So today on, <laughs> on My Primo's podcast, <laughs> Dianita and Freddie <laughs> are having Chikume on. <laughs> yeah, we're doing Chikume. No? There he is, everybody. You're having me on. Hello. Late, but here. Well, here yeah there we go that's so, good fashionably so, with like every latino I there think. you go yeah yeah yep. hey it's you know what like it, it turns out that it's it's not much of a difference they said that you were in a, eres an ingeniera chingona something like that like you were supposed to be or so, i don't know <laughs> well i was gonna go there i was reading uh some stuff on your patreon because the guys you know we can go support uh yeah. danita on her patreon page as well which we'll definitely link you to but I was reading some of your bio that you were studying to be an engineer. How, how, let's talk about that. What, what were you studying for and what ended up happening? Okay, so I, I'm actually, I actually graduated from engineering. I am uh, uh, like electronics and uh, telecommunications was my like, uh, special. Uh-huh. I, I can't remember. Mecha- I Do know. they call it mechatronics? I've heard it as Nora. I have no idea if they no. change it. I, okay. I know that it's uh, Ingeniería Electrónica y Comunicaciones. Mm-hmm. Y Telecomunicaciones. But I know they have, uh, at least in my university, they they put a mechatronics. Um, no, it wasn't a mechatronics. No, it's another one. Sorry, it was <laughs> I'm completely off. Um, it was nanoelectronics or something. I, I don't even know. But... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you can see how connected I am to that field, and and I think the closest thing that the closest um, I've been to electronics in this year is my husband because he's also an engineer, <laughs> the same yeah. career, oh, go see. figure. Yes. And la, la misma clase. So, oh, you guys, uh, como que dice, you were doing. Because, for example, when I went to to the university, it was it was divided into ingeniería uh, civil, or well, civil engineering, um, mechanical, uh, computer, industrial, aerospace, um, and that's it. There might have been one more that I'm forgetting, but that's it. So you guys would fall under me- elect oh, no electrical engineering as well. Electric. So yeah. you probably fell under so. electrical engineering, right? Maybe I did, uh, but I I think. In my college, it was more the mechanical engineers were more more into the electrical. No, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Siempre, but, siempre, yeah. Cuando se trata mm-hmm. de ingeniería mecánica, ingeniería eléctrica, ingeniería de com- computer engineering, no sé cómo se dice en, en México, mm-hmm. en español. Informática, Yeah, every, yeah, everybody takes each other's classes, pretty much. I used yeah. to take mechanical oh. engineering classes. I, I yeah. took some aerospace ones. So, anyways, cool. That was a, as a. I didn't know that about you. That yeah, he had. Cool. Oh, so you actually, you actually graduated to talk about in engineering. engineering. Yeah, every episode, he he drops that he's an engineer, and now he no, finally. No. Gets I'm an engineering and engineer. training and training, engineering and training. <laughs> why, why, why in training? That that's. Oh, porque aquí, no, porque aquí se se se, se diferencia en, termi, en términos de que um, hasta que no sacas tu licencia. No eres ingeniero, ingeniero. So, mientras oh. tanto, 
I'm ju- I just go get people's coffees. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, because I don't, I don't, I mean, como can dice, I perform, I do everything an engineer does, but then I, I, I pass it on to my supervisor or the engineer, or engineer with the license, mm-hmm. and then they check it, stamp it, and it goes out. You know, so then I do the, you know, and then that's my goal eventually to get light, be a licensed engineer, and then, yeah, that's the whole process. And and it's the same for for every other engineer, and to get licensed, and that's like a little badge of honor mm-hmm. that they sh- that they push you for. So it's pretty dope, man. Like so, nunca nunca alguna vez ejerciste esa tu profesión de ingeniería? Traté, intenté, but. That was something I didn't like, and it was just the opportunity at that moment. Yeah. I, I, I recently had graduated and went to ask for a job. I got the job, but uh, some things with the, you know, the subsequent uh, job description, I didn't mm-hmm. like. I didn't feel comfortable with, and. Honestly, I just uh, I didn't go through with the contract yeah. on that thing, and okay. by by that point, I was receiving commissions with my art. So was that wow. always was that always going así mano a mano? Like when you were doing your engineering work, you were doing art as like your hobby that kind of led to getting paid. Is that how that was? Yes, yes. I think I started uh, getting commissions on two thousand four, and after that, it wasn't consistent, and it wasn't that that good, that much of a good money, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was it, I was charging so low, but it was helping me to to not ask money to my parents for a litre of gasolina, for lo menos, a litre of gasolina. Para las tortas yeah. en la escuela. <laughs> yeah. Para las picadas. Um, <laughs> but um, after that, I was just like. Nah, I, I just went and and told my mom, for my my mom, I love her. Um, I told her that I didn't want the job, and and she was like, she she didn't like the idea. But well, let me let me let me ask you there. So we've always yeah. had artists on here, and we always ask the same thing, especially with Latino parents. It's very hard, not not impossible, but it's been difficult a veces convencerlos mm-hmm. que. Hacer arte es un trabajo, es, eh, puede tener una ganancia. You can make a living on it. Like, I mean, not the best living, right, <laughs> to start. But the, <laughs> what was your mother's reaction to it? Ah, uh, my mama. Uh, um, she was, of course, she was worried because we have to understand that um, their reactions, if this happens, it's it could be like, I'm worried for your future, but somehow we are not—they are not trained to tell you like, "Oh my, oh my son, I love your daughter, I love you because," and I, I will recommend. No, they are like, "What are you going to do with your life? Are you going to eat paper? What you know the, <laughs> yeah. the whole ceremonial, the whole words about Baja it." Papel. Entonces, no, mi mamá no, no me dijo eso. Mi mamá se, se, se sintió un poco asustada, yo creo. Por eso vino su reacción. De... Hey, yeah, but you know what? Like, actually, actually taking the courses, go, getting through the courses, shit, I failed a couple of them and had to retake some, you know? Um, it's a big, it's a big deal, man. Like it's, it's, it's not just como se dice el Pythagorean theorem. It's, it's more than that, you know. Like, like it's pages and pages of. It's like you turn in the homework, and yeah. como la tarea, como se dice el, el yeah. assignment, verdad, en español se entera la, la entrega la tarea. Mm-hmm. Y son como 15 páginas y eran dos problemas. <laughs> you know, so it's like a, a pura calculation. So that's a fucking accomplishment. Like, um, and, and, and when I was in engineering, there wasn't a lot of women, uh, much less Latino women. And, you know, there's not a lot of that. And I even heard about some weird shit in college where um, I remember I got an F in a class and they brought me in and the t- and the, they gave me a lecture 
about it, but at the end of the lecture, they kind of like told me, hey, you know, chale ganas. They kind of gave me a pep talk. Yeah. On the other hand, girls, I, 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 I came across some girls that would go through the same situation, and they would tell me, no, this motherfucker told me it's not for me. <laughs> Yeah, that is something. Yeah, there's something so condescending sometimes, because yeah. um, I I have to admit that uh, our um, our mm, the the model for our classes weren't that you had to take classes from other schools or from other careers. Mm -hmm. So in by that time, my school had just uh, morning. Uh, classes and then they separated the groups in two, like morning classes and, uh, and evening classes. Uh -huh. And I was in the morning classes, so we received all our classes in our building and our, our classroom. So we didn't go to other careers. So I am really uh, like envious about that because I didn't have that experience of multiple uh, classes in different places because mm -hmm. not even the campus was like the campuses weren't even together so to get classes like language classes you had to walk like 10 minutes in different streets because uh, you had to go out of uh, out of your campus and then go to to the campus oh. where the language school was and then if you have classes like like uh, there was some op optional classes for art that was later in the like after I, I graduated, they had a different system. So now whoever had uh, art classes has to go to this, to downtown, which is, I think... Different what? branches. Yes, like it, different, it's crazy. I like different branches and you have to go to work in La Combi para llegar a tal lugar or in el metro. Yeah. Sí. Sea, para, if you yeah, really wanted to, to broaden your horizons, you literally had to travel so much just to get that extra como, uh, que tanto lo quieres, yeah. right? Like, how much do you really want yeah. it to go after it? But, so you took a difference, I said, like, the, you got a job offer, no te, no te pareció. Uh -huh. Is it because es, it, no, no tenías una pasión para eso? Or, I mean, no, just it wasn't enough, like, ya no, no te gustaba? I mean, because I mean, to put in that work and that time, como dices tú, en una industria que no hay muchas mujeres, me imagino que mm -hmm. you had to go through a lot of walls and a lot of things to get through that. Um, and to kind get of. out of it and go, it's not for me. Was it just? Yeah, time? it's it's a question I get a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it let's um ex explaining from the start. I wanted to go to engineering because I somehow dreamed that I wanted to be an astronomer, and. Uh. I, I saw failed, that. I failed, I, fa I failed some astronomy classes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have astronomy classes. I'm so sad yeah. about that. So after that, I saw in the program for the classes for this career, it was in my hometown. I didn't want to leave my hometown, my hometown at that point. And I saw that this could get me to astronomy if I followed the right path. But then during school, I think that I got distracted a lot, even though I had good grades and everything. Uh, and I really loved, I, I, I love math. I used to love math in that, by that time. And I, it, let's say that it, there was a, a pot with different things those uh, college years. Yeah. And by the end, I just lost my passion. I, I remember going on the last semester. Like, I tell this to my husband every time we talk about this. I, I saw, I, I remember the hallway that led, that led, led to, my, to my classroom. And I remember just like, what am I doing here? As, as like man I it it all fell wow. down on me and it's not that I didn't love everything about the technical field I respect it and love it so much but somehow I understood that if you if you really want to dedicate your life to something it must be something that you 
have to show interest in, that you have to be updated constantly because in the technical field there's a lot of, of things going on. Like day after day you, you can discover something new. And then I saw that I, I didn't have as much passion as my classmates who, leave, who honestly loved the, the career, loved the prospects of working in the fields and all that. And I didn't. So No, but like, uh, but I mean, did you, and like I said, I could kind of understand what you're saying because, I mean, I, I grew up playing guitar. I really loved playing guitar. Um, I want. I should get back to it. Um, I'm doing this with my cousin, you know, as like a creative outlet in one way, aunque sea pura pendejada, verdad? Pero mm -hmm. al mismo tiempo, like, yeah, I, I enjoyed engineering and I love it. And it's like you get like a little bit of a high when you solve a problem, you know. Every time you solve like this really long problem, and yeah. you come to the end of it, and it's all le puras letras, verdad? Puros Even letters and numbers. Even if you hurt your foot, you know. Even if ah, you hurt yes. Your foot. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and it's it, you get a little bit of a high from that. But let me ask you one thing: um, mm -hmm. when I was in college, I took some ceramic classes um, mm -hmm. to like do like ceramica and and do like sculpting to kind of bring it back to to the art part. Um, mm -hmm. I took some classes, and there was the the the, the teacher came around the, the room, and she was like, she asked me, "What are you making?" And I was like, oh, I'm making an apple. And then he's like, una manzana, ¿verdad? Una, una manzana así como de, de, de barro, de cerámica. Y me dice, y se vuelve a ir, y se va, y me dice, what are you really doing? Y me dice, I was making, estaba haciendo una, I was making a fucking pipa para pa, fumar pa, pa, mota en forma de manzana. Engineer solving a problem. No, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, espérate, porque ya en cerámica, you can't make the apple Solid, you have to make it hollow because otherwise se revienta en el, en, en, en el horno, ¿verdad? So I had to make it hollow. So I had to do this. I had to make two half circles. Le hice una leaf. And when you put the leaf, that's what you put the weed. And le puse un filtro y le puse así and, yeah. and everything. Y, y, la, y, la, y la maestra, she went away, came back and said, what are you really making? And I told her, oh, I'm making a fucking pipe. I'm making a <laughs> pipe. Y se me quedó bien. De, and she just started laughing. And then she said, what's with you engineers like all the engineers I get here, they're really good at this stuff, you know? What, making, so I don't know if that, pipes? Is that No, 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 just art, art, oh, okay. art in general, because she used to teach, yeah. she used to teach, like, the ceramics class, she used to teach, like, well, a painting class and stuff. Let me she ask said, you. Every, every time I have a, yeah. Let me ask both of you, I mean, this is something, you know? both of you, like, Walter, you don't, you said you're no, you don't do art, right? You don't know how to draw, and we've talked about it in the past, or create, but engineering or, or building is yeah. building something is creative you're following a yeah. plan you, you you see something that i don't see you know if i'm not a builder or an engineer or even an artistic mind but diana do you think that kind of went hand in hand with your work because i want to talk about your work and the style that you that you work in too because i feel like there's a connection with the two because you you mentioned you do traditional style i mean you work pencil to paper so why yeah. stick to that traditional style as opposed to now things are more digital and hardly anybody works with paper? Why why that style? I think um, there's, as as Walter was saying, there's this hype when I mm -hmm. like do things traditionally. There's this, it's like reading a book, like an actual book instead of uh, reading with a Kindle maybe the satisfaction of seeing and feeling and touching the Tangible. paper. Yeah. Yes, and there is, I have, I honestly respect so much uh, digital artists because it's very difficult, at least for me, to think this abstract, abstract way they do. Like mm -hmm. they have to put all their ideas in the computer. They have no tangible way to, to feel the texture or anything so they are working honestly like imagination to something that you touch in the flat screen so it's this like translation of ideas into the into the computer so it's, it's, like, so it's, so it's, it's like a it's like a 3d environment to which your only access is a two-dimensional surface, right? Because yeah. beyond the screen, beyond the screen, there's a three-dimensional. Because I don't know if we used to use AutoCAD 
which is the same thing. Yeah, Reddit. Yes. Reddit. Uh, no. Not that. Yeah, Reddit but is. not Reddit, but there was other. Yeah, yeah. I, go on Reddit. I forget the name of the is other one. Of? No, not Reddit. It was a Rubik's. That is or not three dimensional. Like that. That, that is, is not three dimensional. No. That is shallow that people. Yeah, yeah it's shallow. Reddit is no, not. Re no, but it reminds me uh, a Rubik's or, or something like that. But uh, and then Google had a free program where you can build three three dimensional stuff. So that was <laughs> one thing that you're creating a three dimensional world while only having access to a two-dimensional screen to create everything, you know, you think, on your X and Y axis and all that. Do you think, yeah. uh, that when you, when you, because I, I like your work, when I look at it, it does have texture. You know, like every time I see a, a screen or an image of it, it feels like the hair has texture. Like even the, the, the fur on the horses have some, there's like, it feels like if I were to run my finger across it, I'd feel that texture. And do you think that that's, I mean that's a that's a talent. You know, that's a, me giving you a compliment. Of course, it's 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 awesome to to give that depth when you come to that. Because I've been watching a lot of like um, tattoo shows recently. I don't know why I've been doing like watching a lot of tattoos, and they talk about <laughs> the craft of you know drawing, like knowing to draw, not trace something. And when you draw mm -hmm. something and you give it texture, you give it life. You know and yes. Uh, because it's it's amazing some of your stuff I, I it just pops out and I feel like I can I can touch it so that I think you have amazing talent and if you sticking to traditional have you found that that has ever gotten in the way of you expanding beyond what you want to do or are you comfortable staying in this medium and and, and sticking it out this way uh, it is for me very lim like it's it limits me to go beyond um, the jobs maybe I could get and the amount of products I could be making because my my pieces doesn't often translate into a shirt or into uh, a lot of things that need more flat like flatter pictures you know the no uh, no no I mean, I mean, antes, unless you were doing I don't know if you remember the camisas que tenían como tigres y leones tipo Dragon Ball, you would be able to do that, right? I, I don't know if that's wish. a thing anymore. No? I, I yeah. wish, uh, but also that it's, I think it's, uh, it has to go in, you have to set different layers for that to work, because uh, it's seri serigrafía, I'm not sure, they, they, okay. they work in layers, so there's a lot of amazing uh, videos on YouTube for that, and, and it's like, you know, the, you have to pay for the, for the the uh, uh, the stencil work because mm, yeah. they have to make a stencil I think but it's for every layer so they go in this oh, okay. blue red and green screens so depending on the, of the colors you need or how they so how, how much you can pay and so is that... how much they can do so it's I don't know how how will uh, traditional work go with Damn. that. Well, where does no, see, work, that, but that, it's expensive. that's good to know? Where does traditional fit in as far as yeah. you making an, a living or an income off of it? Is it more teaching in the traditional sense? Where, where does someone with the sticking to the traditional style say this is my my income? This is what I'm doing. Is it going to shows, galleries? What does a traditional artist have to do to to take care of themselves? Okay, so so far the traditional artist says I know is. You have to be, I have to tell you to, to make you aware that I started working on art, yeah, in Mexico, but I didn't uh, have a good, um, like, I didn't understand the landscape of, of this. So I saw that many of my friends that were artists that I, like, that I was meeting uh, during my high school years and my college years, I saw that they went into, uh, designing album covers for artists and mm. one of them her name is Cynthia G uh, she went she actually went to university she went to La Esmeralda I think in in Mexico which is like a very big school for art and she is now working in a, in a it's, it's like a clothing store but they have a lot of items designed by different artists and designers, I guess, mm. artists at all. And um, 
So she is, I, I, I saw her going to album covers and she's selling her stuff like prints online and she works as a designer as well and maybe I who else did I saw like the ones that put me this idea that I could do this and like you have maybe we have to understand that in Mexico the living wage is and the the expenses and all that are not comparable to the to the United States yeah and that was a harsh reality when I came here with my husband so my husband you know he was here first and then like he he brought me with uh like I got my green card and everything so got here I'm like I'm going to be an artist and I'm going to keep receiving commissions and then I'm I've been working with private commissions for a while it's not enough of course because people were used to my pricing in Mexico oh. Mm -hmm. So oh. from anyway, but la vivienda, but la vivienda no es igual. Exactly. I mean, they gotta, they gotta. People have to understand the dollar exchange from Mexico to U.S. It's a huge gap. No, no, no solo eso, no solo eso, sino que también, um, eh, bueno, conozco una muchacha que me está diciendo que la comida es bien accesible, el precio de la comida en México, especialmente la comida preparada, tacos, torta, donde quiera. Like it's very food is very affordable in Mexico. Point being, even given um, given your economical status, you're like you can go afford some tacos here. Go try, you know, if you if you're broke, you're broke, you know. Like man, that's a trip. That's a trip. Yeah. So when you moved here and got acclimated to the U.S. and started go pushing, putting yourself out there, because uh, yep. I got to meet you at Texas Latino Comic Con. Uh, mm -hmm. Here in here in Dallas area, and we got to yes. see your work. Walter bought some of your your artwork, which he hangs on his yeah, walls. Yeah, the sombra yes. one. Yeah, yeah, the sombra one. Yeah. I was telling so, him, yeah. like Walter, do you know what that character is? He's yeah. like, yeah. no, it's una muñequita. And I go, no, that's sombra. And he's like, who's sombra? And I go, it's a video game. No, thing. I didn't know. La, la verdad, a mí me gustó nomás porque pues se mira está bonita así la muñequita y um y después al la primera que te vimos lo compré porque al, al tiempo hay de uh, she was doing like um, da see, danza. Uh, she was part of a uh, se llama King Austin. Shout out to uh, Oaxaca Art uh, Arte Movimiento from Austin. They oh. were doing a lot of dances out here, so she was part of that. You know, she did uh, some of the dances, but then she at the end of it, she awesome. was doing. She might get back into it. I hope. Um, I'm putting you on the spot, either. Um so you can get back to it, pero uh, Pipil, el, el, el de Oaxaca, like the beautiful one with the, el Huipil, I'm sorry, Huipil. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yes. Huipil, a high naked black background with the beautiful flowers, and she was part of that company, hacían la danza uh, de la piña. Yeah. Um, yeah. Que aquí el, el maestro Yepes es el que encargado de aquí, and they've done performances in, uh, aquí en Mexico, where they did the Mex Mix American. Yeah, uh, here uh -huh. in Austin at the uh, Mexican Mexican American Center here off of uh, I-35 and uh, I think it's uh, Rainy Street. Um, they've done a lot of performances and I've gone and that's what it reminded me of. Uh, la Danza de las Piñas y todo eso. And that's yeah. why I really love it. So I'm looking forward to, you know, to, every, well, I don't know. <laughs> are you going to keep adding to it? Are you going to add to the Sombra collection? Hopefully. Yeah. Maybe not to the Sombra collection, but maybe some hints here and there from Mexico traditional clothing. Because I I am not focusing on that, but I want to inject mm -hmm. something to it to yeah. my art from it. So yes, I hope so. And I love like you're describing me uh, kind of like a Gelaguetza dances. Oh, la Gelaguetza, ¿qué quiere decir la ofrenda? Algo así quiere decir. I can't remember. I actually went yeah. to one and it's, it's, oh my God, yeah. it's, it's just beautiful. striking. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. Although they say that it's more for the tourists than actually for what uh, Oaxacan like, native people are about. So it's it's more like a, a show for uh for people from outside I think um but it's no, it see, is beautiful but yeah but it's a it's a it's a beautiful event very colorful and everything and 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 yeah and because I also had I saw you also had one uh, one drawing where it, where it showed like 
muñequitas, pero con vestidos yeah. regionales. That, that one's also beautiful. I wish Thank I would have gotten it when I was there that time. <laughs> Um, you can still but, buy her stuff, um, man. She has yeah, a store. Yeah, yeah. Online, right? Um, <laughs> but one, I'll definitely get it because it's bonito. Art by the Anita.com slash shop. Yeah, follow that yeah. link. Because <laughs> I went to, yeah, I went to a few, fui a, fui a unas cuantas competencias. Um, mm -hmm. y, y cuando hacen competencias enseñan los vestidos regionales de diferentes lugares. So sí. uh, I'm definitely interested in getting on that one. And I had a question. I don't, uh, I don't know if you touched on this, pero Recently, I've been getting into Aztec fantasy. Is that something you do? I didn't know there was such a thing, Aztec fantasy, like the oh, fantasy style drawing, but like Aztec, like they're doing like these Aztec Mayan type drawings, but with your style, which is I haven't seen it, and I started Googling it a couple of weeks ago, actually, and, mm -hmm. and it's interesting. Like I've never seen anything in that way. You know, I don't know. I was wondering if you've come across that or if you ever put yourself out there in that way. I haven't. I honestly haven't because I, I really consider that I have not enough uh, mm -hmm. research on that. And I no, would okay. have to because lately, okay, getting to, to the United States has made me really, really, um, I'm not going to say like aware in a fearful sense, but in a very sensitive way. Respectful, meaningful. Yes, because I don't want to to use uh, any elements from my culture that would be like that would be like appropriate appropriation. Yeah, yeah. From oh, me, okay. I am I am more into the wider um, uh -huh. side of our people, and I I recognize that I don't know much about our own cultures because uh, okay. we've been like stepping on them and grabbing their mm -hmm. things. So. When I, 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 you know, that I was using my Wipil the last time that I, that we went to, to the Texas Latino Comic Con last year. And I was like, yeah, that's that, I brought it up, yeah. Yeah, after that, I was like, oh my God, what did I do? Like, is this correct? And I'm like, okay, I didn't, I didn't claim it as mine. I claimed, like, yeah, to, like, ask me about it, because, because yeah. many people don't know that this is, uh, a traditional outfit in Oaxaca and not even people that that say like oh Frida Kahlo is the best and whatever and you, you I, I went to and I realized that I went to a Latino to a Latino Comic Con and I had just two questions about it and no one knew that it was a like no one seems to know that seemed to know that it was a traditional Mexican outfit so I try. I really like to use these kinds of uh, blouses with pilas uh, to different events, because this uh, this way I can actually speak, like talk about like this is handmade in Oaxaca. Like you have to to research about it. They are beautiful. There are these gorgeous gowns, and then you you open the door into uh, a stranger person like to our culture that it could lead them to learn more about mm. these people that actually do this work with their own hands, that it's valuable. So that way I I see I I see I see myself just like a very like like a chubby mannequin mannequin? Like a mannequin. <laughs> a mannequin. Like, and like ask me about my wheel because it's from Oaxaca and you should research about it because wow. it's so no, but interesting. You know what, but you know what? I, that's very admirable, very respectful because you're from Mexico, yep. you know, and you actually hesitate to take it. You know, you you, you hesitate. You're very mindful about the culture and yes. about a, uh, not even a pro. Well, maybe yeah, appropriating because you're I mean, you're a lighter skinned Mexican yeah, person, I right? That's but the, then here okay. in the United States, les vale mal, like who doesn't. Last time yeah. I was at the I was at the mall here in in Austin. And we went into the store. Y tenían así estilo huipil. Mm. Blusas bien bonitas. It looked like they were hand bordadas. For two, three hundred dollars. Made in China. Oh, my. Like, what the fuck? I was like, so, anyways. I, I respect <laughs> your opinion. No, I, I, get, I, I get where you're coming and from. Then, you know, it's, yeah, very yeah, no, it's, it's very admirable. <laughs> because, you know, I'm an artist. I write. And I always run across this issue where... 
Walters told me the same thing. He's like, well, why don't you write it for you, for our people, for our language? Why do you have to? And I don't think you're going this route, but I guess follow me on this on this example. But yeah. if I were to bring up a topic about growing up in El Salvador, I feel like I don't have the right to write that story because I didn't grow yeah. up in El Salvador. You know, like I know my family that did. I know all my family's from there. Walter can even be a source subject for me. You know, him and his brothers mm. grew up there more so than I did. But even though I can write, I don't think I have the right, quote unquote, <laughs> to to write that story because it's not my story. Even though I'm Latino, I'm Salvadoreño, right? Mm-hmm. I can talk to it. I can be educated on it. But I still feel, I guess it's embedded in me that I don't have the the right and, to do and, that. And and you're, com- you're completely right. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. And, and it's beautiful that you know people that are creating and you yourself and standing here, like you have that sensitivity to the material, you know. And and therefore, if you ever do come to the point where you actually put it out there, you'll be mindful about it. So. Yeah, I'll try because I there's a lot of history. I think that the only thing I could. I could dare to touch, or I I feel I could I could touch is like Olmeca culture, you know, oh, the okay. big heads and all the that. Heads, the heads. Yeah, and and this could be the maybe the the piece that I wanted to make about this culture. It's about um, a lake that is in my state in Veracruz, and it's about Nancy Yaga. I think it was a. They said that it was a an Olmeca princess mm. and somehow they said the little bits of information say that uh, she had a fiance that was a crocodile and I'm like Ooh. here's fantasy for that, you that, there it is so yeah, so, yeah I, want to, fantasy there. I want to explore that part but without like getting too much into the the specifics about it because I I cannot I cannot honestly go deep enough to really share a lot of knowledge or or to claim that I know everything. Well, you're going to go crazy. You're going to go crazy cuz you're never going to know every single detail. Then you become yeah. obsessed with knowing every detail as an authority as opposed then to Then you don't go nowhere. You can't go like, nowhere. I mean, put it, yeah, put it this way, eres mexicana, right? I'm <laughs> obviously I'm not Mexican to to give you the license to to kill <laughs> I mean you're Mexican right to a certain extent like you are Mexican so yes more yes. so you I, than... I think it's a good challenge <laughs> yeah more so you than some white guy comes up with the idea after yeah, exactly. going on vacation yeah. in Veracruz no sé you know? yeah no no sé no se tienta ni la no sé no no se arrepiente de nada go, oh yeah, i heard yeah. this nice little story in this little village i visited on vacation i'm gonna write a whole story about it and then boom you're like what the fuck and, and get a pulitzer prize yeah, yeah. oh like no then go no no, so no those, those do it are Yanita, do it do it, do it and, and collaborate collaborate I with have, people collaborate with i have people, the sketch know? i have the sketch for that piece because yeah. it it just it is like just imagine just that uh, a princess from the Olmeca culture that is the the culture that that was in my mm-hmm. that lived in my in my state and the southern states of Mexico. So I, think I think it was cool. before the Mayans. Because I can't remember. Why no, not? Primero, primero vienen los primero vienen los Olmeca, después yeah. vienen los Aztecas, después vienen los Mayas, if I remember correctly, porque después los Mayas se salieron se fueron para el sur y terminaron en en Centroamérica y por eso tienes el lenguaje um, oh no, I might have been Mayas before and then Azteca, but point being is that all three civilizations build, up, build on top of each other eso, eso sí. lo que a mí me, me impresiona es que cada civilización se construyó encima de la otra y, lo, y el lenguaje y las palabras se siguieron conservando, por eso uh, en México dice Nahuatl y en El Salvador también, pero se, escribe, se lo escriben con una W en Chicome, en El Salvador El Nahual del Salvador es Chicume, por eso, you know, mm, digo Chicume, Chicume oh. número 7. Mm. Eso Chicume, no me lo sabía. Chicume, Chicome es en uh, la parte de México. And then, um, I, I was just oh. in Michigan hace, hace un poquito, y el lago de Michigan, like Michigan, significa mm-hmm. lago grande. En cambio, en Michoacán, Michoacán significa uh, bastantes pescados o algo así, que como que si lo conectas... <ríe> wow. It's wow, obviamente un, un lago grande tiene bastantes pescados. So I even looked it up online and yeah, there's sure. a correlation there. So yeah. we're not same. the same people, man. Like um, you know, yeah, we're, we're, we're a continent. It's yeah. not that 
it's, a, it's so we're so connected we're so connected yes you know? yeah and and after that uh we had a lot of um you know there's a lot of movement between between uh you know migration is something natural yeah so i i wouldn't uh be too surprised that we don't have influences from each one, other's from one country to the other so yes but i <laughs> and I, I think you you you're you're i'm so excited and i'm sorry to, to cut you off there but i think that that story will be a great idea you know and i think it's awesome that you're working on something like that because it feeds into what we talked about earlier in the show if you remember that you were raised on that diet of disney and princesses and and things like that and it just so happens to be a princess story where you grew up you know yeah and that's awesome that that's something that hopefully we get to look forward to uh with, yeah. with the work you're doing but you know what is a way that someone uh, like like you right now you know you're you're in the united states you're you're putting your work out there you're a latina woman getting out there in front of everybody in a in a predominantly male you know and white male <laughs> business yeah uh, that doesn't cater nice to, to to new ideas doesn't cater nice to women um wh- how has it been for you breaking into that business here in the u.s you know how has that i think it was it was easier than in mexico because i didn't go to many shows i just went to local shows in my town and i didn't have the exposure that many artists in mexico city and in bigger and more diverse cities have so uh, getting to the united states was i think in the middle of me getting into fantasy because i wasn't getting like full into fantasy i was just doing cartoony stuff and all that and then here i discovered like fantasy art like fantasy artists and i started watching a lot of uh videos on youtube talking about artists that were in a book that a friend gave me in mexico like julie bell uh, it this this was a boris vallejo and julie bell book and i fell in love with it but i never thought that i could do that so getting here and watching more and more people working on it and actually making a living on that i was like okay let's try it but i wanted to have my portfolio first which was so slow and and didn't work actually and then i just went like i you know i have to go out there and see what works or what doesn't and if what i'm doing translates well so i started going to Women of WonderCon, I applied to Women of WonderCon, and then I applied to Texas Latino Comic Con, and then I had an opportunity to go to Fan Expo Dallas, and in all those events, I got so many amazing comments about my art from my cutesy fan artish style to the cats and the dragons and then to a more uh to the art i i really want to do that is that are these scenes and and this these places with where i don't know women you know my piece with the angel yeah, and the yeah. tiger and all that that is what i want to actually do so getting into this here i think as we were talking at the start people are more used to fantasy. So I didn't have to translate anything to them. I didn't have to, oh. to deliver. They were like, oh, yes, this is fantasy. It's so recognizable. Yeah, I, wasn't, I, wasn't here, I wasn't here for the beginning. When did you get here to the United States? Uh, in 2000. Actually, I could say 2015 because I was here and I, I was... Was Game of Thrones going on at that time? Because yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones was going on, people loved yeah, of course. You, get, you came here at the right time. Like, Game of Thrones was, like, monumental, yeah, man, and dragon, you know? Shoot. Yeah, yes, yes, it was. It really made the general public to be more aware yeah. of fantasy than other stuff. But, you know, we, we have a lot of movies in the space, and we have mm-hmm. a lot of movies. Actually, we, we had a... a some years that we had 
movies with dragons, you know, uh, I forgot Aragon. I also read Aragon, mm. and I saw the movies and all that. And you know, it's uh, there are dragons in there oh, yeah. a lot, oh. and 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 all that. So uh, it was, it was. It was a good time. <laughs> it was a good time for you to come in, show your work, yes. and I think that answers my question because you came into the U.S. You were able to get into the market to where fantasies almost it's just it's a okay we know what elves are dragons are boom yeah. right and yeah. you said you're trying to get to the work i've seen a lot of your work and how it's it, like you said you're getting to a are you trying to get to much just bigger grander like portraits i mean big big designs because some of your work se ve que it lends itself in like I would love to see something big. I mean, obviously, everything online has been, you know, prints and things like that. But are you leaning towards just maybe going into big old canvases? Or is that kind of where you're leaning towards and going to like a gallery? Oh, my wish. But I I actually made a big painting. I think it's 30 by 40. Is that 40. the one behind you? Is that the yeah, one the, behind you right there? <laughs> yeah, the horse. My poor horse. Mm -hmm. uh, that one is... The, I think it's the biggest one I've made, or close to the biggest one. But um, I haven't had much luck in galleries yet. I'm, I'm not. I guess I'm not a propositive, uh, like propositiva, like oh. like really putting putting um, yourself out there for it. Yeah. So. Hey, well, you're here. Let's put her. Let's put her out there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Put your wish. name out there. No, but um. I am. That's why I changed a little bit into a more like a smaller format. So I'm working mm -hmm. on maximum. I think it's 16 by 20 right now, because it helps me a lot for uh, with the storage and you know the the actual mm -hmm. functioning the logistic, part. The logistic, the logistic part of it of the whole business, yes. right? Yes, you know, exactly. Wanna, so you want to make sure you. that we can, you know take these things home right that's pretty much it yes. like, yeah yeah because you can't yeah, go so and buy a 30 by 30 canvas yeah, you're, literally, you're, you're literally self-employed right you're literally self-employed and you have to mail yeah. your stuff out and, and it's just you know it's like you're starting your own business like that's one thing you know we have to keep in mind that you're self-employed individuals yes and you have to think about you know from the very beginning pencil to paper to the end delivery product logistics and everything and delivery uh, advertising marketing and blah 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 oh, damn yes. it it's a, that's a handful sounds just like a handful <laughs> no well let's, yeah the, let's, the, let's the people that tell you that that mm -hmm. art and business don't go don't go along like they they don't know they anything they better get along yeah. yes it's 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 not like oh you have you are an artist you have to suffer you have to die of hunger <laughs> like why <laughs> you said the same to i don't know nike shoes designer that they have to go and die mm -hmm. yeah it's a very very i don't know it sounds like a very privileged perspective right? it sounds like a very yeah. privileged perspective you know and then it's you have a lot of artists like van gogh okay yeah you know, until they're dead they're recognized right no, we're not yeah, going to yeah, wait so, that long. The... <laughs> we're not going to wait that oh, long no, for, no. for that to happen. But no. we want to be able to, no, no. to to support our community, especially Latino creators. Yes, and, you know, how representation matters. We know that. And the way, como tú dices, people started realizing that well, people always try, Walter and me always talk about it. Why are you arguing with the artists about how much their, their art is worth? You know, just because you yes. see it, you see it on display you eyeball it and go, oh, I give you $10 for that. And it's like, really? Like, you don't yeah, know the it's hours. Our, it's hours of dedication. Not just yes. that, but my wife told me a story. I don't know if she saw it on, on Facebook or Twitter where some artist was drawing in a toilet stall and a piece of paper. And I guess someone, I don't know, she I guess she, she mentioned that, I think a toilet was the wrong answer, but the, something like somewhere, I think the restroom, he left a napkin out with a little drawing he had <laughs> drawn. And the guy goes, hey, man, I'll buy that. I'll, I'll buy that off you. I like it. And he's like, Oh, no, I'm going to keep it. And he goes, I'll give you 20 bucks for it. And he's like, no, why do you want it? Well, it just took you like five minutes to draw. He goes, no, nah, man, it took me six years to draw that. You know, that means it took yeah. him that long to craft that as far as the time yeah. he learned it, to be able to do it, to get to that level. 
You know, even though for you yes. it looks like a, oh, it took you five minutes. No, it took the guy six years. It took her, you know, ten years of, of struggle and art and in figuring out her. And an engineering degree. And an engineering degree. It took all that. To get where she's at. Shit. Don't I forget have... about that. But Danita, no, I never You know what's something funny that they say here when you're. It's not rocket science, but when you're in engineering classes, it is rocket science, motherfucker. Like, it is rocket science, bro. <laughs> so then, yeah, man, in science. <laughs> well, guys, I want to, um, yeah. you know, get down to close the show here tonight. Anita, I know that uh, I kept you a little longer, but I really appreciate you coming cool. on. And I wanted to just uh, bring to voice uh, where everybody can support you. You know, you do have a Patreon. Patreon is a, a website that helps creators uh, just get get some money in their pockets to help them keep producing. But it's not just a donation. It's you're getting perks. You're getting, you know, sometimes you get art. You get behind the scenes of the artist. Uh, you know, we definitely want to support. Uh, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash art by Dianita, which is D-I-A-N-I-T-A. Uh, you know, go on that website, check out her work, and, of course, follow her at um, social media. I think uh, your your have your your Twitter here, which is Dianita underscore Art. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yes. Same thing on yes. Instagram and Twitter. Dianita underscore Art. Uh, check out her work. Uh, Anita, one thing before we go, we always have to ask our our guests. You know, can you give us uh, maybe uh, some piece of advice, some some positive energy for anybody that is you know coming up with their work, drawing, trying to say, man, I do traditional. You know, can I can am I gonna drop the ball on it, or yeah, I want to try something that nobody's doing? Like, what type of advice can you give somebody that's out there trying to create? Okay, I think that the biggest advice I could give anyone, and most uh, mostly our friends, our Latino kids and younglings, and even adults, just if if you cannot go to art full time or you you cannot go into a full art career. Just try not to to leave it on the side, to forget about it. Try to to at least encourage yourself to do it from time to time so you can keep that light on. Because it sometimes helps us to to manage our daily issues, our daily struggles with some part of magic that we can find within ourselves or within our world. Nothing is fighting against each other. We can, as an engineer or as an artist, you can you can live with each part of yourself because it's you. You want to go to science, but you want to do art, do it, do it on the side, it's cool. And if you want to be a pro artist, I would recommend you to prepare, <laughs> to prepare with, with a, uh, some money that can keep you going on, like, to stop being afraid of the business to part keep you of afloat. this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because jumping without pre any preparation it's hard. And try to try to make a plan. Because uh, sadly we cannot live out of our dreams, but we can build our way to to lead us there, to to where we want to be. And don't be afraid to put your art out. There are going to be people who's going to hate it. You're not like your art is not for those people. Don't go and and do it for them. Just do it for you. But yeah, just 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 go just go and make the art you want to do at the time you have to do it. That would be that would be the strongest uh, thing I could I could put outside. And you know, just. <laughs> Just take some leaps of faith when you have to apply some things so to some things like me with the Mexicanics initiative and all that. So that was just like, I'm going to apply for that. And I keep applying for things. Some things come, some things don't. But it doesn't mean that you cannot be there. It just means that it wasn't for you at that moment. But you're going to build up your career on that, mm. on on your last good piece and I don't know your last piece is always the best piece I think so it's a, it's a good uh, foundation for the next day of work that you can have so yeah so build yeah, upon you. everything it. you you've done build upon that don't don't consider it something forgotten it's a base you know it's a it just keep building stacking it up 
that that's you know and i like that that's yeah. a great image and then i want to just thank you i mean i appreciate you taking the time to talk to us you know sharing a little bit about your your background and i hope that we can have you back you know to see you know some progress on that princesa story i'm down the princess oh. co cocodrilo um, you know that'd be interesting uh <laughs> but it, since my primo uh here uh came in late to the show uh, i'm gonna give him the the last hurrah here the last goodbye to take us out um no i just kind of wanted to i'm noticing a thread i've had the privilege to uh you know that my primo here kind of made me part of this and uh, I've been hearing artists talk about creating, and they all kind of, at the end of the day, despite all all the struggles, be it um, societal or I don't know, just you know, self-imposed or, 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 or you know, just in terms of como, como, is it confidence. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, it's like night the Nike thing, you know, just fucking do it, you know, like uh, just fucking get. Just at the end of the day, just do it. Como hasta, hasta el muerto, right? Javier Hernandez, he says that. You know, it's like uh, everybody. At the end of the day, it just comes down to that. Uh, but besides that, I just wanted to say, um, you know, kind of just remembering, uh, I've been kind of lagging the last couple of episodes, but, you know, like, just wanted to remember my grandma again. She passed away recently, and I've been hearing a lot of other people lose family members, and it's like, damn, you know, like, it's out there. And then um, I, told to, I talked to Stanley about it a few weeks ago, the same day that they buried our grandma, I had a cousin pass away in LA from COVID. So it's like, put your mask on, you know, just wear the damn yeah. mask. They say yeah. you know, they say I don't want to be a bummer. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, just, you know, be that shit, man. Enjoy. It's a good message. Yeah. Just yeah. Put, put on your message and take care of each other. That's, exactly. Yeah. Take that's care of each best. other, wear the mask, guys, and of course, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Yeah.